Hello and welcome to the Fraternal Outdoors podcast. You've got myself, Eli, we got Sean and Adam on the line. We're going to chit-chat about, I don't know, we got no, we kind of got an agenda, but we don't really have an agenda per se. We don't have a special topic this week, but um, I do have a, a loose line of things that we haven't caught up on in some time because we haven't just gotten all three of us in the same conversation at the same time other than our text threads, but... Um, what recent news sean found a sweet marketplace find and got a a blind for his boat correct yeah so i'll i'll kick off i'll give a real short synopsis so uh good news we added another duck boat to the collection um i picked up a flat bottom for my great aunt and uh she said hey you can have at her and enjoy it and so i started hunting around looking for uh, a beaver tail boat blind to fit it and and quickly realized i was outclassing myself on buying a brand new one because they're they're like grand brand new and i was like man i just i can't so i went on facebook marketplace and threw up a, a filter on their marketplace thing anybody in new york state that posts anything with the phrase beaver tail in it it pings me <laughs> and i was sitting here about two weeks ago and sunday evening eight nine o'clock my phone pings and it says Beavertail Boatline 1600 series, which is the exact one I wanted. And I'm messaging the guy real quick. Hey, man, like, absolutely. When can I meet you? Not going to haggle, nothing. Just let's get her done. The guy had it listed for 300 bucks. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. He had it listed. He had it listed for 300 bucks. They're like a, a grand new. So went up, met the guy, took the pup along for a ride, and it's it's a couple year couple year old, but the guy's real short story for his back story. He's a pro staff hunter who has slowly been becoming a professional hunter. Think think Steve Rinella on a little bit lower scale. Okay. So his sponsors bought him a brand new duck boat this year. However, Beavertail no longer makes a blind that fits his boat. So the boat to him was completely just gone and away and the blind was gone and away sitting in his driveway and he figured make some money and he made my day so that's uh, pretty sweet perfect got didn't it. you say didn't you say one of his sponsors was boss shot shows i don't know if he's i think so he's either sponsored by boss or he uses exclusively boss because we started talking about the three I mean, I'm, mix yeah i'm looking to yeah. switch dude i mean i mean that's we're gonna get into that a little bit today um, the last time we were all together for our, like the last duck hunt we all did as a group, and that was the t- that was the day I switched to Boss Shots up Shells, and I'm stick. I think I'm gonna stick with them unless you know we talked about doing some testing, but uh, unless I'm proven that something else works better, I went from no success to multiple successes. Like I, I with the switching of the shells. Yeah, like all, I mean, th- all things equal, same shotgun, same me. Like I didn't practice or get better between those times. Like it was the shells. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced it was the shells. You know, there's a lot of guys that, that some people claim it's fanboyism, but every everybody that I've talked to that's used them has pretty well been like, dude, these they got the magic down. They got something going yeah. for them where that you know their business shot is is competitively priced enough that. 
us guys who don't want to spend yeah. an arm and a leg for the expensive stuff and don't have a sponsor to pay for our ammo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Darn not cheap stuff. compared to it's not cheap compared to some of the federal steel that we were shooting either. But I'm, <laughs> I ducks in the freezer speaks volumes. So I was gonna say shots per duck. Yeah. How many times exactly. I got a fuck a federal? How many? Them? Yeah. How many boxes of federal did I go through with no ducks? And then I switched. I tried boss. Two boxes and lot like several ducks in the freezer, you know. Mm-hmm. Not saying yeah, that Ad, Adam had. To was get it two? There. I might have only got one box. I think you only had one yeah, box. I think I had in the box. one box. I think you had one, one box to try them. Yeah, I had one box to try them, and then I had a backup box of like Federal Fours and a bunch of Black Cloud BB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Cannon three and a half inch that you have laying around now that we've got a pile of them and no. No intent to shoot them. What's that? I said for the three and a half. So now that we've both, we've all got a couple of boxes. I think I've got three or four boxes of three and a half in different stuff, and I know you've got at least one. At some point, we're case. just gonna have to. We're we're gonna have to just sacrifice the shoulders, man. And this is why I'm glad my gun only takes three inch shells. Yeah, you and TJ both. Dude, it's it's nice to have them in, just in case, you know. I, I agree with you. I kind of always know, it, you kind of always know that three and a half is still going to be on the shelf because nobody loves them. Yeah. It's it hurts. <laughs> because it, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I just I looked mean, it up. You bought one box. It doesn't box feel of, that bad. You bought one box of two and three quarter, three five mix. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm I'm definitely stocking up before next season. And yeah. I'm going. I'm going three inch though. I'm pretty sure I want a three inch. I'm gonna say I'm gonna yeah, stock uh, up on ammo for next season, but we all know I won't. Yeah, we all know I'm gonna buy a pallet, and then you guys are all gonna realize ammo prices go up, and you're all gonna just be like, "Can I buy your boxes?" I'll buy my own boxes. That's fine. It's just I always wait till the last minute to buy ammo. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Boss was running a pretty good sale on, like, I think it was Black Friday, and I almost bought a bunch, like, and I didn't. I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. It slipped my mind too many times, and by the time I realized their sale was gone, I'm like, shit. Yep. Oh, They're well, moving right? to a different, a different, like, I don't want to say a brand, because it's in their brand, but they're rebranding some of their line. Yeah, I noticed so, that the unmuzzled is kind of going away, and they're moving to those War Chief. It's the same yeah. stuff, they're just, they're branding it differently yeah so i believe and i might be wrong here but i read their i read their like end of year like state of the union type uh letter when they sent it out and it was something to the effect of they're dealing with a bunch of uh legal troubles over their name i believe it's like hugo boss like the like the fashion there's like they want nobody else using the boss name, so they they've got it. They're doing some work around branding, is what I understand. Um, I could be off on that. It's been a while since I read that letter, but I, I believe that's that's roughly what's going on. Is they've got some legal troubles with use of the boss name, and they're just yeah. they're they're bandaging while they're still fighting. I think them and Kent are the two that I'm most interested in. I I made a heck of a spreadsheet. Um, around Christmas time while I was laid up with my ear. Yeah. I went through and I listed about uh, about every make and 
shot size factor that that like several different companies have made with the intent that maybe someday I'll I'll buy a box of everything of everybody's and really get fancy but yeah I think I've shot some Kent I don't remember I'm pretty sure I did I think one of you had a box of Kent for sure I yeah I think I had like a box of Kent that I blew through at some point but I think they were I think, might have been like number fours or something yeah yeah you definitely had a box I know I I usually was shooting Remingtons and then this year I started shooting Winchesters but I yeah I, definitely interested in the boss now that I've whittled my stock down to where I can buy some bismuth and enjoy myself with them. Yeah. But we'll we'll do a future thing on the on the rest of the duck boat stuff. I don't want I don't want to spoil too much of what I'm what I'm up to, but we are we are partnering with one of our another one of our fraternity friends in, in their business, um, Matt Sowers out of out of Marcy, the Rome, Rome Utica. Yeah, he has a business Marcy called Marcy Metalworks, Metalworks. and uh, yep. he's doing some really cool stuff. And he's really he's looking to expand his business and become a real, real deal. So I, I got him on the phone the other day and was like, "Hey, man, I got a wild idea. What do you think?" And yeah, we're starting down the road. So he is an excellent fabricator. I've worked with him. He taught me some basic TIG welding for a project I was doing back in college. Uh, very good at what he does. Very excited to see him. This is his side business, and he deserves all the love he gets on that. So, if anybody listening needs metal fabrication done, he's your guy. Especially if you're up in uh, up in the Syracuse neck of the woods, up in that Rome, Utica, anywhere in there. Yeah, uh, Marcy Metalworks. Give him a follow. Give him some likes. Give him some love. Yeah, and at some um, point we'll we'll throw something together on our on our, our pages and stuff and we'll we'll share a little bit of a documentation of the journey I'm taking this boat on so yeah exciting yeah, stuff excited. to come nice i think that'll be an exciting little uh, video project it's going to it's yeah. going to strain my editing skills but <laughs> you got it <laughs> i need the practice i need the practice it's fine yeah i've been i've been trying to take as many photos as i as i buy the bits and pieces so we'll have some we'll have some compilations of stuff to throw together here yeah did you see Danny was looking for a video intern? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> I need one too, but I, I can't pay him anything. <laughs> well, there are still unpaid internships. Yeah, there's also still gold in the dirt, but fewer and far between than it used to be. <clears throat> Is Fiverr still a thing? Can I get somebody to video edit for on Fiverr? <laughs> Probably. Well, hey, I haven't yeah. told you guys this yet um and this goes to the we're talking we were talking about finishing up last duck season um the wood duck is done i picked the wood duck up on friday when i when i roll through towards buffalo to work on one of my other secret squirrel projects nice. as beautiful as you hoped uh, i'm excited he um he did scold me a bit more it does turn out i thought i had hit that thing with very few pellets turns out the right side wing i obliterated the snot out of it when he yeah. actually went to go skin it and pull it apart and look at the bones, I had shredded most of the bones on the right wing. Well, to be fair, he knew so that. He knew that when you dropped the duck off. You're like, I don't know if you can say it. He's like, ah, it's not a problem. Oh, the left yeah. wing was also pretty bad, and that's oh. the one that I was more concerned about at the time. Gotcha. Turns out, turns out that one, I more or less broke the shoulder joint in that first bone from the shoulder. 
like the actual periphery bones were okay, but in the right wing, he said, I, I smoked the living snot out of that right wing. Nice. So he, he was able to give me a, a decent flyer off the wall, basically as if the wings were coming right off the wall, but the right wing is a little tucked in tighter because of the way that it's all beat up. So Gotcha. He, he basically, he's like, I, I tried to give you the best of what I can give you without making it obvious that you know this this thing's never gonna be in good shape. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm you're thrilled. never gonna I'm, you're never gonna get it fully extended out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like the it's not like the mallard where you know there's a little more bird and a little better. I right. To be fair, I I sent two shells clean into that duck before it ever hit the water. So it it I, I got what I deserved out of hitting a Nerf <laughs> football with a bunch of bunch of number fours. Yeah. So but, I, I get I get to pick that up on Friday. I am super stoked about it, and uh, can't wait to see how, how how much more he's gonna have for us here coming soon. Because uh, Adam, if memory serves me correct, you've got one in too, don't you? I sure do. Buffalo, a, a nice buffalo Drake bufflehead in there. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So we're hitting all the iridescent ducks of upstate New York. Yeah, that's cool. He's- you still have one a great uh, mallard there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So that that's I guess I don't think I've talked about it too much, but um maybe we did a little bit. Yeah, I shot I my know. first banded duck ever, um, a Drake Mallard while we were down in Canisius. And uh I'm super stoked to, to to have everybody be there for it. Eli was there for it, Adam was there for it, my my buddy T J who you guys have probably yeah. all seen on a T J and I here's and there's TJ and I noticed at the same time, and I started pointing as he started going, it's got a ring on it or something like that. He's like, there's a yeah, ring on it. It's got a it, tag so. on it. It's got a something on it. I'm <laughs> like, was, it's a band. The, I'm like, that was probably the you best were, part. You were really listening or paying. I'm like, Sean, Sean, look at its leg. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like, hey, this thing's got a tag on it. And Sean's just like, they don't tag, docs. You don't, put, you don't have to put a tag on it when you shoot it. We're like, no, 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 the big silver shiny thing on its foot. Like, yeah. Take a look at that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, hit, I think I, I think I about hit the stratosphere before I, uh, before my feet hit the ground again. That yeah. was, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. And then you, then you yeah. called the number to see where it came from, and we found out that the thing was probably still drowsy from being drugged when he shot it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, it was August, yeah. but yeah, I, I literally <laughs> shot it like. <laughs> Four months yeah. after they banded it, maybe. Yeah. No, what was it? Two and a half months after they banded the darn thing. He wasn't used to his bracelet yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why the wind was slowing him down so much, that extra weight. Yeah. Oh yeah, the way they were coming around it's that shooting. corner was so beautiful, man. They 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 we were out on a point for those listening and as they would swoop from one area in, like out around the point. When they'd go to go back in, they would just hang up midair and almost stop. Some of them did stop. And that's it, how I got that awesome. bubblehead. Yeah. You think that, yeah, the well, that's how I got that. about smack them. You think I'd have hit that, that bubblehead? That duck I got. Yep. No, that's a yeah. nice yeah, thought. Yeah, awesome. Adam, they hook into that cold, the last... swing around that point, the wind just stops them right there. Yeah. The last week setup. of my season up up north up here I was out with TJ and we were we were trying to hunt some buffalo duck buffalo heads up near us 
I tell you, I, I tried to shoot one with no wind at full speed. Boy, I thought I led that thing by four or five feet out in front of it. I watched the pellets fly behind him by three or four feet. I was like, you got to lead that thing by a car length to hit them suckers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're flying at like 70, I, I was told, I had to look it up, but like 70 miles an hour. Yeah. I yeah, think they're the fastest think. North American duck, if memory serves. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a good, that was a really good weekend. We all saw success. <laughs> we yep. all, we all got some birds, multiple birds. Yeah. That was really quite, quite good for us. I feel like it, things started to click in, you know, it was our, it was our second or third season. Third, third season as a group. Yeah. As a group, which is our third season total for Adam and I. I don't yep. know what TJ's back experience is on. None. This was none. his first so season. That was his first season. He won really the, awesome. He won the shotgun that he used at, at, your, at your fair raffle about yeah. three weeks before duck season opened. Perfect timing. That man didn't awesome. own a 12 gauge. Yeah, he didn't own a 12 gauge until three weeks before season. That is awesome. Perfect. So yeah, he's but, out of the four of us, he 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 bit the hook a little harder than you guys did, but uh, he's he's definitely hooked in in on it now. We're we're already scheming for this year on trying to find some hunters and some some marshland up 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 here to try and yeah. You guys are gonna make Adam and I jealous because you're gonna get out more than us. Well, coincidentally enough, this is a fun. This is a great segue. So, in case you guys haven't noticed, they changed the dates for the next four years, five years. Nope, I didn't notice. They shifted all the seasons. So, uh, let me let me see here. I think they opened the, four, I think I, both zones now open. The western and the northern zone open at the exact same time. Hmm. They've they've pushed that back, so there's no longer a two week stagger. Everything more or less lines up on top of itself now. I was trying to pull it up so I can talk about it intelligently. I didn't think I probably should have had that yeah. a little earlier. Here we are. Well, in the meantime, we uh, I think we touched on it. Were we on the phone or was it a podcast when we were talking about the duck blind? About our homemade one with the fiberglass poles? I don't know. I think we might have alluded to it a couple times. We can probably give a real short... Because I think we talked about it when Steph yeah. sewed it up and yeah. when, we, when we were using it. Yeah. So, I, I I mean, I just, I was really happy with how it turned out. And uh, I now found a bag for it. Got a nice bag that it all fits into. Rolls up really nice. It's all, you know, it's pretty much a totally homemade blind. And then uh, Sean and I actually decided to make little articulating elbows. So when we have it in three wide we can actually hook it and i think it's going to make a world of difference as far as you know it's it's one it's one flat surface so if we give it a little 3d give it a little turn yeah yeah it gives and us actually, it gives actually, us a I little bit more those, shape i have all those parts done and ready to go sitting That's in good. a box here all ready for you woodrow so uh, we actually did get everything printed it's all set ready to go super way heavier duty than the previous ones like these are they weigh something they're beefy so i'm excited about them those those will be subject to more moment because they're out in the middle like that yeah i mean we've got the other ones to support under it but i having those beefiers definitely to our benefit 
but yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited to try and use it some. You know, when we go walking into marshy areas. I think it'll be really awesome to uh, to try and utilize that thing. And I think the the uh, inaugural set of where we started. I see you got a cat <laughs> invading your camera Jack's space, Adam. <laughs> I apologize. I'm under attack. Continue. <laughs> um, but I, I think our inaugural time that we set it out, it came together very nicely in the dark, in the morning, setting it up. So I was really happy about that. The one thing that we didn't necessarily account for is the location we picked was not, we needed like 360 coverage Yeah, where yeah. we picked. We were, we were out in the middle, which we, we discussed and had reasoning why we went out there. But I think that's why we didn't see as many ducks that Sunday morning. Well, we saw them, but we oh, couldn't get them to come in. Yeah, that yeah, weather yeah. front was also just it just beat the snot out of us, you know. Yeah, I, they were they were circling way high and they were yeah. seeing us on the backside. I'm sure of it. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. So we might have been better right back where uh, Sean and I were the uh, morning before when he got you got a hen that morning, right? Um, I had a Drakemer Drake Hooded Merganser, uh, a hen mallard. Oh, no, the hen mallard was at the the hen mallard was at the other blind, wasn't it? No, that was this morning. That morning, I got a hen mallard and a Drake hooded merganser. That's right. You got a you got a second hen mallard in the other blind when yep. I got the yep. black duck when drake you got and the, the drake. mallard drake. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. We added in a nice a nice setting there to fill out a a real nice basket of ducks that day. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about Duck Team 8. <laughs> Take it away, brother. <laughs> well, so, was that the second morning? Well, it was at least the second uh, morning no, for we Sean it. and I. Third. That was the third day. It was the second day for everybody. It was the third day for you and I. No, I thought and we did. That storm started to roll in. I thought we did it the first day. It just wasn't until a little bit later in the morning. So we tried the rowboat in the beginning, and that that didn't work. Yeah, you're right. It was the first yeah, day we sat. It the, was the, the first line. Yep. Yeah, it was the first the morning on calm. the point. And yeah, the the wind was whipping. The water was kind of gnarly. It was good movement as far as ducks and and uh, water. Oh and yeah, decoys staying yeah. moving and everything. But it was atrocious for recovery. Um, and we're we're on a point on a lake. And the wind's whipping right up and down the well, lake. It was the it was the second time we had birds down, right? TJ and I each shot down a hooded merganser. Yeah, yeah. so. And yeah, and uh, I didn't have waders on, so TJ kindly went out to grab both birds, and he had to pull up and and dispatch the closer one, which would have been my bird. And then uh, in the time it took him to do that, the other one washed out to late, into the lake, and we searched and searched and couldn't recover it. Um, so yeah, he, Adam he, took the rowboat out. Yeah, Adam took the rowboat out, tried to look for it. didn't. It was not findable at that point, um, yeah. which really sucks. We, we all were pretty bummed that we didn't recover it. Yeah, there's nothing um, worse than not, but it is not what it recovering is. something. Yeah, that's that's hunting, right? That's part of it. Um, yeah, but, but because of really that, us. because of that, we decided to assemble what we dubbed Duck Team Eight. 
which started out as TJ and I, and as soon as a bird was down and we were done shooting, like, we didn't wait for, like, another circle around, because the birds were kind of hot, um, but we were really gun-shy now about losing anything, right. so as soon as, as soon as shotguns were leaned, we were running out, grabbing the tandem kayak that I had brought along with us, and deploying, and just paddling our asses off out and front man which was tj would grab the bird and dispatch if needed and and i would get us turned around and then by then if he was dispatched he could help me paddle back but it was the winds were nasty and the waves were bad like we were going we were going 50 60 yards out to get birds that we shot at 20 yeah yeah birds that hit the water was 25 or 30 yeah, yeah. It was it was rough. It was it was. We we probably underestimated the on the initial how strong the wind and the the current from yeah. the waves really was. Oh no, we for sure did. Which when they, I got out there in that rowboat, there was a slight little thought that went through my mind of I don't know that I can make it back. Trying to roll into that <laughs> wind as it was pushing me north. Like I honestly don't know that I'm making it back. Yeah, that was that was some awesome. hard work. Try going awesome. your shotgun, and you're gonna dr- you're gonna drift hunt. We'll see you at the at the park on the other end of the lake. Yeah, come yeah, try going time. try going damn near across the lake in the kayak. Yeah, yeah. which was, in hindsight, man, that that was that was dangerous and stupid. We meant we meant well. We, <laughs> we meant, meant really, very well. really well. So in hindsight, set, that was the yeah. dumbest thing we did all day. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I probably did all season. All seasons yeah, combined, for sure. Not just duck yeah. season, like hunting. All hunting seasons in 2023. That was my dumb moment, and I'll we'll explain it to the listeners because they're going, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, same same morning, yeah. same almost the same duck teammate. TJ took a break, um, so yeah. another group had come through, and we had made our made our shots, and one we thought was hit landed way out on the water and it was sitting there and it was sitting there for a really long time and we were fairly convinced that it had gotten wounded and we felt compelled to yeah, we thought uh, we crippled it to go get it so uh sean being the shooter and me being the kayak owner i guess decided we would go out and and do our thing and redeployed duck team eight with uh with a new front man Eight and a, well, it was like eight and a half, or you guys made some seven joke about yeah, it. Yeah, seven and a half. Duck team nine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But but we we headed out there, and the wind was bad. The water was treacherous. Freezing. Um, we did not have our, we, were we did not have proper PPE on. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. And uh, and to top it all off, Sean had, the waves. Yeah, we're perpendicular to the waves, not for lack of trying to stay, but it's just twisting us constantly because that's the way the lake wants to move the water, and we're trying to go across lake. And uh, and Sean had waders on. I did not. Yep. But Sean had waders on, and we were we were a sea hare from capsizing at any given wave, especially on the way back. Oh yeah. And it turns out that bird was fine. The yep. bird yep. that we had identified bird, floated its way over there. to the opposite shore, and when we got within about 30 to 40 yards, that bird and some other ones took off just fine, no problem. 
Everybody else yep, was well, watching with the binos from the shore going, aha. And then it was it was really a struggle getting back. It was kind of a it was kind of a fight for survival. Yeah. It was yeah. real really stupid. We both had to take a break. We were soaked with cold ass water. I mean it's not the coldest it could be for the time of year it was, but Yeah. But still But it was cold. We were we were lucky it was a warm year or it would have been Oh yeah. But Damn. the waves the waves were just splashing over. We were taking on water. Mm-hmm. It was it was stupid as hell. I but, got out, I unbungied my shotgun from the nose of the kayak because I had had it in case I needed to dispatch. And lifted it up, tilted it barrel down to walk across the beach, and out came a whole barrel's load of water. And I went, well, that shell's probably no good, and I think I need to go get the oil and clean this guy because I don't think it's going to fire like that. I've got a fish fired. tank down the barrel. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever seen somebody really hurt your feelings. <laughs> I can't say I've ever seen somebody field strip and clean their shotgun in the blind. Wow, hunting. He field stripped his and mine. Yeah, I was gonna say right. I field stripped a lot of shotguns in the blind. Just only one of them was mine. Yeah, <laughs> mine was mine got filled with. Uh, mine got filled with uh, what cattail? Yeah, the, the little like fuzz. Yep. Yeah, cattail fuzz and like the little the little seeds from some of the goldenrod and crap that was out there from the first morning because we were trucking through some thick stuff. So. Yeah, we, we stalked. Don't anybody ever tell you you can't stalk ducks. You can sure stalk them. Whether you get a duck out of it or not, is that, that's up to you. We absolutely you certainly ducks. do them. <laughs> and they flushed and I shot a pile of cat- cattails. <laughs> it's amazing what seven-foot cattails will do to a six-foot-tall man. <coughs> You're giving me a couple inches I don't have. I'll give you the boots and whatever your stump you were standing on for stable footing. <laughs> I think I was more stunk, sunk in the mud than anything, but okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so we probably should have, uh, if we were thinking at the time, we probably should have just uh, left we should have made the dis- We should have made the decision. For our own safety. But. After after the initial loss, that we, we probably should have considered the wind as a almost a no-start day. Yeah. But in our yeah. stubbornness to hunt, we really... We, we trucked and we braved it, and I mean... We assembled Duck Team 8. We thought we were... Yeah. Playing. And I wouldn't have shot a banded <laughs> duck if it hadn't have been for being out there in the most miserable weather conditions. No, the most miserable weather started. conditions were that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By then. That plus cold, plus we were at the end of the lake. Yeah. And we were at the end of hunting yep. three, four days in a row of mm-hmm. freezing cold, windy, nasty. Yeah. yeah, we were hitting it pretty hard, too. We were. Oh, for yeah. sure. But. No, How was just... everybody else's whitetail season? Boy, I'd love to do it again. I'd, I'd love another crack as at it, it. As in you want to redo? <laughs> I want to redo. I want to mulligan that one. No, I'll wait till next year. I don't want to redo any of it. <laughs> Why, because you yeah. want to hunt it? Yeah, yeah, I would like to. For those of you that don't know, I spent pretty much all of whitetail season or all of the days I took off of work and set aside to specifically hunt whitetail, I spent them all in the hospital with pneumonia. And so I didn't even get out. I only got out twice. I think I said one full day and then a, a morning. 
That blows. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I, I saw was a yearling. I, I couldn't bring myself to shoot it. Yeah, I hunted I don't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> I hunted seven straight days. I saw 30 deer on the very first day, and I thought, man, I'm going to have a great season. Everything's going well. Passed up a couple of small fours and sixes and one half rack five. I was like, man, this is going to be a great season. I'm going to have a good time. The next four days straight, I didn't see a single deer. I, I sat yeah. in the woods for four straight days and saw nothing but squirrels. And, and that was, frankly, for where we were hunting, that was the tone of the season up and until the very last three days of season in which I, I, I finally settled on harvesting a doe to fill the freezer and my wife she took her first two sittings at the end of a season of frankly pretty pretty sad population numbers and she 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 passed up on a on a chance on a couple of nice nice little little probably yearling year and a half year year old bucks and and you know she she's still feeling pretty pretty bad about passing them but I, i'm still very proud that she you know she didn't rush a shot that was poor and she she put in the work and she sat in the cold and i look forward to either what's coming in next season or even the season after that when we really she finds her footing and just like we did on our duck hunt once she finds her stride right i think i'm gonna have at least a deer hunting family similar to you eli nice Nope, just me. My season went hunting's all over my, here. My season went considerably better than you guys. <laughs> by the sounds of it, so I, um, know who, in the freezer. I know whose freezer I'm raiding. Yeah. Um. So I got a buck and a button buck, and Steph got a buck and a bucket button buck, and we took Trevor out for the first time this year, and I got him a slob of a doe. Nice. Well, he got a slob of a doe. I just put him in the right spot. Location, location, location. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was that was my first time really uh, mentoring, if you will, somebody. And he was an awesome, awesome pupil, awesome uh, person to take. He, uh, you know, he kind of did his own homework. He asked great questions. He sure made sure he came out and shot. He, you know, you guys were part of the conversation for some of the. Yeah. Uh, gun selection and uh you know he came to the farm and sighted the rifle and re you know re- checked the rifle and checked the rifle anytime anybody else was checking zeros and he was in town he was checking his gun too and getting some trigger time he did really good to do that and yep. uh i was i was really happy with with his patience in the woods and everything it was it was kind of nice having a hunting buddy um put him in a few spots unfortunately i couldn't get him in front of antlers in a in a meaningful way uh we did have one instance where i was sitting in a spot where i thought we had a pretty good opportunity and um someone shot further up valley and wounded one uh non-fatally in the neck and both that deer and another one i believe it was a six and an eight I don't. I don't know if I had good count on tines because they moved through fairly quickly. Um, mass, a lot of mass on their horns. They were they were big deer, and because I was helping him hunt, like my shot, my gun was just on the ground, like it was it was on a stump on the bipods. Yeah. 
like not even anywhere close to me. I just had my binoculars. And uh, they stopped in the right spot that I could have just blistered that wounded one, which I would have. But in uh, the amount of time it took me to, I, the only way I could get him on it, because we were side by side, like, here, and the deer was here. So I had to, like, switch spots with him. And, shoulder to shoulder, and you needed to switch. Yeah. 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 It was it was switch or, like, duck and have him aim up from my back. Like, <laughs> and I didn't... Re- I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> not that I, not that I couldn't in the, yeah, not that I couldn't in the right situation, but it wasn't really the right situation for that either because I wouldn't have even provided enough height. He needed to be close enough to that yep. part of the blind to aim over it. So um, by the time we got shifted around, they were already nervous. Um, the other shooter had already started working towards us. They were getting nervous about him and nervous about us because he heard a little, they heard something i'm yeah. sure the wind probably wasn't great in that spot but um unfortunate that we couldn't get him on it but um he continued to hunt through the whole season with us uh with uh, quite a bit less uh mentorship after he got that big doe nice um but yeah and then i got a i got what steph got hers i think opening day or the next day i think it was opening uh, yeah, yeah not a, not a bad little not a bad little eight point and then uh i got a no brow six point i think the first friday which worked out really awesome because i worked from home from mom's house and i literally <clears throat> i decided i was going to walk up where we parked the it was the same trailer that we used for the chicken barbecue to hide out yeah as a windbreak um, Might have lost him. I had that Somebody parked down somewhere. in the... There he is. Am I back? Yep. Yep, you're back. Okay. My internet connection's being what it is being. Flighty. Yeah, you know how it is. Rural America. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I just, I grabbed the 6.5 because I was walking to a blind. Normally, I, if I'm going for a walk, I don't normally take the 6.5 because it's heavier than hell. It's a yeah. BA-10 stealth, and it's 11 pounds undressed, not counting scope and bipods. So. Or bullets. And ammo. <laughs> yeah, or bullets. Both add up. <laughs> um, yeah, it adds up. But I didn't have to walk very far to find a deer because I was just into the woods like uh well you guys know where we have that large fire pit that we use for alumni weekend yeah so i just walked through there through that other tented area that we had that we put back there yep i just walked through there and kept walking towards the fence where i had uh i had cleared that area a little bit with the skid steer because ben thought he might park back there to to camp and end up doing it but I, i was walking down that same skid steer path and just down there in the bottom near the creek, man, there was a no-brow six-point, big heavy body on him. Two, maybe three, but heavy, heavy deer. As far weight-wise, his mass was nothing to write home about, but he's big, heavy deer. And I, I don't, I don't pass on deer that I would like today, or I'd like it on yeah. the last day, <laughs> on the day I see him, you know. So don't pass on a deer. I went at, yeah, don't pass on the first day what you'd be happy to shoot on the last day. Right. 
Yeah, so I, I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sneak over here to this little tree so I've got a rest. And I got over the little tree, and he's just eating, he's just munching on ferns, dude. He's just milling around. So I, I went over this little tree, and I got set up against it. There's too much brush in the way from there. So I ended up sneaking right back to where I had first seen him, basically. <laughs> just shuffle back over, and I'm like, ah, take a knee. I just took a knee and uh, took my time. It was a frontal shot. I wasn't waiting for him to turn. It was pretty close range. I'm like, yeah. So I took my shot. He scrunched up. And then he turned and went up a 14-foot bank, and I gave it a minute. Not really very long, because he, he trotted up that 14-foot bank and was out of sight enough that I knew I could go check for, like, impact, like, first blood. Yeah. No blood. Not a drop. Not a single drop. One little tuft of white hair. Teeny tiny tuft of white hair. It's a, it's like a super highway down there of deer tracks. I can't tell which ones are his. They're all fairly fresh. Yep. And I was just like, oh, shit. So I start, I start like picking apart the bank, trying to figure out which track is freshest, which one's him, trying not to tra- traipse on anything. I, I spent a considerable amount of time looking just trying to find where he went up the bank and then I, I'm like well I, I see nothing no I couldn't find blood anywhere yeah. uh, so I went up the bank and I cut across the edge of the bank and then I went up a little higher and cut across and then circled started doing little circles I just could not pick up anything any sign of where this guy went so I was getting pretty discouraged and starting to you know how what how it is, right? You yeah, guys have probably been there. You you made the shot. You you had no issues at the time, but the longer you sit and yeah. with your thoughts, you're like, did I did I fuck it up? Is is my mind playing tricks on me? Am I? I, I just started like dogging on myself. I'm like, this is crap. I how did I miss such a chip shot? Yeah. Like this can't be. I'm like, well, there's nothing really left to do, but just like weave my way up and I thought my buddy Nick was going to be at that blind so I was he didn't end up going out that day um but I thought he may very well be in that blind so I had intended I'd push something to him and I knew I was pretty certain Steph was in the blind up above that one so I'm like there's no harm in me like pushing this because it'll drive deer to them so I'm like well I'm just going to start weaving, and I'm going to keep a really close eye and and see what I can see. But I was, I was kind of almost consigned to you know this no go. Like I was, I made somehow made a terrible shot, and, yeah. and I say terrible because to to miss that badly was like like I said, it was not that far of a shot. I had my six five Creedmoor, which is over scoped. You know, it's yeah. It's, I'm like yeah. More rifle beat- than you need for a hundred yards. Yeah, I was just beating myself up, and this is right on the on the property line with my neighbor, which I have permission, so it wasn't an issue. But I'm just I'm coming over onto his, and I'm just weaving on my way up the hill. I didn't get very far. There's a clearing on his side, and I saw kind of across the clearing 
there's like a white patch in in the edge of some briars. I went, uh, it wasn't briars, it was honeysuckle. But either way, I saw like a white patch, and, and I'm already down on myself, so I'm like, yeah, it's just garbage. I'm garbage. This is garbage. <laughs> garbage. This whole thing is garbage. But I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll question myself if I don't look at that, you know. I have to at least do my due diligence, and I'll go pick up the garbage. <laughs> we'll we'll go better together. We're all garbage. So I take a few steps over there. I'm like, maybe, maybe that's not garbage. It's possible that. And I pulled up my binoculars. I went, holy shit! It's not garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I got really excited, and I ran over there, and sure enough, it was the buck. And let me tell you, there was not a drop of blood, even where he laid. Wow. All internal, huh? All internal. He, oh. he dumped it all into his body cavity. It was wild. Those are rough. So I spent I spent about fifteen minutes hunting, about forty tracking, and and about. Another forty getting things stuck and unstuck, trying to get him out of there because <laughs> I uh, he never dies in an opportune location. They never do. Yeah, well, I, it was an opportune location. It was just an opportune uh, thought process on my part, unfortunately. So uh, just down the road from mom's, you could peel off to the right into the neighbor's farm field there, yep. and then you can cut across the creek, and then all of his clearings are connected with. You know, mode or semi mode, uh, just kind of prairie grass land area. Yeah. But it's kind of marshy in some spots. And one spot I saw was clearly muddy, but I didn't think the side by side would sink in it. Yep. Immediately sunk in it, right to the frame. Not close enough for the winch to breach any tree. So <laughs> then I had to go get the tractor. And then the tractor almost got stuck. So I popped that out, drove the tractor back. I think I had uh, Trevor take me down on the four-wheeler or something, and then I went and got the side-by-side. It was the whole time. Yep. And then I and then I gutted my deer by the moonlight. Actually, I used that, uh, that Devos light stand that I used when we were plucking ducks in your backyard. Yep. That thing is awesome. I put that, nice. I put that thing up and hung him off the side-by-side. It was awesome. Nice. But yeah, I so know that I was... covered it on the last, the last episode. I'm gonna for for you, Adam. I don't think you've probably heard the whole thing yet. I, I've I've come up with an idea of putting a light pod on top of a extendable painter's pole and 3D printing a a adapter so that I can screw a four-inch light pod on the top of an extenders, extendable painter's pole and then have like a a bungee, a bungee cord, for lack of a better term, you know, like the ones you see like on the actual scene lights on fire trucks, yeah. so that I can extend that extend that light up and then have it plug in like a 12-volt cigarette lighter with a, with a switch on it. There you go. And I've, I've squirreled this idea, and I found a company that makes red, red-colored, pod lights like predator hunting red nice. so instead of it being white light it's red light and so i've now convinced myself i'm going to build one of these so that it can go into my truck into my trailer or on the duck boat for 
setup takedown, yeah. basically scene lighting yeah. to do big boy lighting. And I, I've I've talked myself into doing it, and I'm super excited that after seeing Eli's Devos stand, that 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 is what drew me to decide like. I want a scene light pole to light up a whole area. I think that'd be really cool. Nah, I'll stick with my headlamp. As if I use it at all. Just need to light your truck up like a Christmas tree. Hey, man. I have yet to find a reason why that is not a good idea. The only one stopping you is you. Happy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great birthday surprise when your car can sparkle. <laughs> throw your uh, throw a topper on it and just surround it with lights. There you go. Yeah, there's a, there's a thought. Don't worry, I promise not I'm to take it more. To copy Eli. <clears throat> oh, don't worry, dude. I'm. It'll change because I'm thinking more and more and more every time. Like we've talked before, even on the podcast about my ultimate yep. want to get into a trailer and then. Uh, make my vehicle a little little more commuter friendly. It's still going to have most of the, like I'm still going to have spare fuel and and my farm jack and traction boards and stuff, but not necessarily have that heavy rack carrying yeah. things around anymore. And what I really if I go that direction, I'd really like I'd probably do a decked system or something similar for my storage. Yeah. And then and then I think I'd really I'm I'm really uh, kind of into the idea of those flated truck toppers just because they're so easy to, it's like four straps and you can chuck it back off. And all my gear will be secured in that, uh, or all my main gear will be secured in the deck system. Yeah. And then the flated will cover anything else. That or a smart cap, but that's the one, the one caveat with the, Flated thing is like, man, I really do love having those lights on the on the rack, and I would have to part ways with those yep. if I did that. I would have to, I'd have if to get I a didn't... hard top with a basket rack, and then mount my lights on that, and that's the whole thing. So, you know, <laughs> I just got to figure out where mine, it fits. I, I would, I would actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and where you're gonna store it when you take it off? Mm-hmm. I, I have half a mind that if if I if I'm getting pretty close to where my tonneau cover is gonna need to be replaced, then I keep thinking about doing exactly like yours, doing a bed rack over it, and then getting a either a couple companies make them like roll roll back tonneau covers that fit inside those rack rack rails. And I'm like, yeah, that, that'd be slick to be able to have the, the rack on top. Have it yeah, like a it looks like an exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of those, but there's a there's a lot of threads on uh, on like the Facebook forums for Jeep gladiators on what what combos fit. There's yeah. like this 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 topper, this like fold down topper, and this rack fit together like. Like there's a lot of conversation about which ones you can mix and match to get the best of both worlds. But I actually, I thought for a long time, I just never ended up doing it about taking that heavy canvas tarp and just mounting button, button clasps in the right locations so that I could literally just fit a tarp on it. There's an idea. 
I just never got it. I never became a big enough need to do so. Yeah. But in retrospect, like all things being equal, if I had known what I know now, I probably would have gotten a smart cap. But I don't, I'm not sure if they, when I got my Gladiator, if they had them out yet. It was still somewhat limited on accessories when I first got my Gladiator. Yeah, you, you got it fairly, I mean, it wasn't right at release, but you got yours fairly close to the release of the Gladiator. Yeah, so it, it was a 2020, and I got it in 21. So they had 2019 and 2020 models, yep. and 2020. One had just released, and somebody had racked thirty thousand miles on their twenty twenty model, and then traded it in. And it was orange with a tono, or sorry, yeah, orange with a tono and a soft top. And nobody wanted it in Ohio, apparently, <laughs> but I did. So I drove from Pennsylvania to Ohio and yes. got it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you went. You went ooh piece of candy and went and got it. I told Steph that I was looking for a vehicle, but I had a wish list that I wanted to check as many boxes as possible. And she is a super shopper, and she said, all right, give me the checklist. I'm like, well, I want the cold weather package. I want LED lights. I want the auxiliary switches. Um, It's got to have the auto start. I want it to be a Rubicon, and I don't want red or white, like, Blue, blue, orange, uh, green, and black are okay. Tan, isn't it? Um, I don't know if they had a tan in twenty. They did might they have. They probably the tan did. Yet? I think they offered. They might have. Red. I don't remember. But basically, I mostly just didn't want white or red. Mo- the other ones were probably acceptable if my other wants were met. Yeah. And I didn't want to. I didn't want a soft top. So. She came back, like, within a week of searching. She's like, I found it. I'm like, what do you mean you found it? She's like, I found it. It's got all but two things on your wish list. I'm like, seriously? And it's in the price range. I'm like, well, what are the two? I'm like, what are, what are the two things? Like, because some of those are non-negotiables. And, and she's like, uh, it has a soft top, which is easily fixable, right? Yep. You buy a hard top for it. And it didn't have the auxiliary switch panel. Which is fine because I went and got the Vo switch one on the on the handle on the yep. on the grab handle that has way more switches because the the uh, Mopar aftermarket option is four switches. It's like three or four. I've got say, like I've got I've got seven or eight or something, <laughs> <laughs> and I like it on my handle like that. It's pretty cool. Perfect. So, off we went to go get it in Steph's vehicle and then we had to drive both vehicles back because I private sold the 2500 because it was leaking gas and I didn't figure I could drive it all the way to Ohio and trade it in (laughs) (laughs) it all worked out I'm very happy perfect yeah everything worked into into the world of it Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, I'm looking forward to what's coming. Though I think that, you know we're, there's some cool stuff that I think we're going to have coming into this next season, and I, I think that 
we're, we're probably wrapping into I, I I alluded to Callie doing deer hunting I know she's planning to duck hunt with us this year I bought her a shotgun for her birthday in October and we're full well planning to, to bring her along at some point or at some level and wrap that all in with the fact that I I and my better judgment decided you know what instead of having me paddle across the lake to go find a duck I'll get a dog to do it <laughs> then I got a dog that I'm not so certain she loves the cold so we're gonna have to bribe her yeah you'll figure it out they can be bribed sure can. She, they can be bribed winter's have been milder and milder <laughs> we'll start we'll start going on a southern trip every year that's what a lot of these guys do, man. You know, I'm, I'm thinking we got to go to Arkansas. We got to go down there and try that out. That is kind of a bucket list hunt. That was uh, now that I'm duck, now that I duck hunt, I would really like to. A, I'd like to check out down there, but more than anything, I'd like to check out other flyways. Yes. Just to see it. Yeah. Just to check it out. It's I'd like, love to know what it looks like to see thousands of ducks. Yeah. At your spread, I just I'd love to know what that's like. Yeah. That would be pretty amazing. We would probably get we'd probably get like stimulation overload. Probably, just all freeze. Yeah, like actually, I I I heard a guy on a podcast. uh, So Bear Grease uh, is Clay Newcomb's podcast, but he has like a spinoff podcast that's on the same uh, thread, and he has his buddy. his name is escaping me about. now. I've, I've I've watched or listened to the same one. His name is escaping me now. It's Reeves, I think. It's the last name. Either way, he does the Country Life podcast, which is it's on the same meat, uh, same, same thread, still associated with Meat Eater, all that. But he used to be a duck guide with his brother yep. down there, and he he tells some stories, and at least one of them, if not more than one of them just like guys like us from like New York and like from the north come down to check it out and then they don't even shoot the first time like they they're like wow and Brent Reeves and, and yes Brent Reeves I wanted to say Josh and I knew it was wrong thank you yeah, yeah. Brent Reeves he actually I it's kind of funny I he talks about case knives and I thought that was super cool <laughs> I I told well I told my one friend that's in the marketing department that I'm like, Hey, I heard a guy talking about case knives. If we reached out to him, he's like, was it Brent Reeves? I'm like, yeah. He's like, we did. Like, Sweet. I love it. I, I really like it when, uh, when the company talks to people from industries that I follow, you know, yep. it's like really yeah. cool when I was able to, I was able to introduce Bo Martonic to him. Like they, they started talking. I don't know where it all went i know they're still talking but he, he sent him a bunch of stuff and i'm like that's awesome like i love uh, you know rising tide will lift all boats right you know yep. so yeah i love i love seeing people that i like in the industry doing well so that was really yeah, cool and if you can share and if you can share something cool for them and they can see something cool that you know about i mean everybody wins it's everybody's getting to see something cool and learn something new yeah well that's an exciting cool thing that's an exciting teaser i guess i can drop is uh garrett babcock from find a way outdoors 
is on the schedule to come on our podcast, and I think that's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. Talk, talk turkey Sounds hunting cool. with him. So I'm excited uh, about that one, too. I don't got much of a turkey hunting experience, but I've got a few real good stories of me doing dumb stuff with turkeys. <laughs> my my uh, yeah. my story with turkey hunting is usually I go, I blow it, and then I go dig leaks. <laughs> and I only get out a couple times a year. Right. So. Hey, man, the turkeys love to call to you, though. As soon as you have something else to do, man. Oh, I know it. My valley's filled with turkeys. I've, I'm almost ashamed of what a bad turkey hunter I am because my, at any given time, there's like 30 turkeys somewhere in one of the fields. It's like That's there's it. not a lot of pressure in there. It's, it's I know the group that is in my valley hunting turkeys, and it's not a huge group of guys. That's it. I'm getting my PA license. I'm coming down. I keep telling you to. <laughs> I'll come smoke some turkey. Hell yeah. No, that that but, might not be a bad way to do it. Shoot yeah. turkey and throw it right out the whole thing on the smoker. Smoked yeah. turkey is delicious. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. But what uh, what else we got on the calendar coming up that you guys are excited for? Anything fun? I've got a real fun one coming up at the end of March here. Um, Callie and I are going to drive down to Miami and catch one of them big old boats down to Mexico for a hot little cruise around the uh, lower Caribbean in Mexico and we'll be gone for 14 days and doing that. Nice. We can't do any scuba diving or any any big diving but I think if I remember correctly Callie did book us a snorkeling thing so we can we can get to enjoy some really nice tropical swim in and see some real cool stuff. You boys like Mexico? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find out. I'll let you know. See, I'm no good at the shallow breathing for snorkeling. It fucks me up. Yep. It's a similar concept to to breathing with a a scuba rig on. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm learning, but I'm still... I still got a baby this year, man. That mm-hmm. Fixing a lot of parts on my body, and that's just—it's one of those things where if you rush into it, you just make everything worse. Yep. Yeah. No. No but, sense in fucking yourself over when you went to all the trouble to get it fixed. Nah, but man, I get—I'm so excited to get to see it. You know, I think the last time was 2018. We did a trip through some of the the northern more Bahamas islands, and, and mm-hmm. it. It's so nice. It's so nice to be able to jump in the ocean, and the ocean feels like bathwater. Yeah. It's so buoyant. And That's how Jamaica just, was. super excited. Jamaica, the water was like bathwater warm every time. Yep. That's pretty, then, that's pretty awesome. The, the week that I get back from that is the following weekend, is the 6th of April already, and that is... Uh, Leading into our favorite annual tradition, we're going down to. Gotta love that chicken barbecue. So there might be a. I was going to talk to you guys about that. There might be a potential date change. We can talk more offline on. uh, On how that goes down. I'm not so sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's either going to be warmer or colder. Let's find out. This will be fun. Warm, warmer, but they kind of want to do it on a Sunday when the barrel racers are doing their thing. I'm like that. That may very 
harshly affect my ability to get help here, but I'll talk to them. It means they take so my I think man. they're kind of leaving. There's a whole handful of dates available to us that the barrel racers will be there. Um, yeah, we'll talk about. Cool. We'll talk offline and figure out, yeah. and, and we'll we'll push that date out at some point as well for anybody that's in the area. But that's that's coming up, and I mean, man, we already. If nothing else, that's April. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We're lined up into spring already, and we're yeah. we're recording this. It's still February. I mean, <laughs> yeah. One nice Ooh. thing, if if the date does change, one nice thing is that I might actually be able to go fishing on the opening day of trout in Pennsylvania yeah. for once. You're not allowed to do which that. Which I'd be pretty stoked about. As I do too. Want to do that? I didn't say well, you wanted to, but you're not allowed to. <laughs> I'll eat stalkers. Doesn't hurt my feelings. Tastes about the same, if not better, because they've had nice, good feed all their lives. I know one of the guys feeding them. Let's tell him to grab you a couple. Who also, who also is our guy who has leads on duck hunting down this way. Yeah, see, cheating. Yeah, it's not cheating. Cheating there's if nothing you can just to, sing in the fish show up. There's nothing wrong with good <laughs> intel. Yep. But yeah, there's that, and then uh, we have our prep weekend for our alumni weekend shortly thereafter, yep. which is overlapping with the outdoor show, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm probably ordering any, any seeds ex- this year if. Uh, if uh, oh crap, I can't think of their name. Back Forty Seed Co. was there last year, and if they're there again this year, I'll be buying some seed from them. Then yeah, otherwise, it's just our usual. Show. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun to go hang out and and see the sights and things. And my father went to the one in. Uh, oh, it's not Scranton. There, Harrisburg. Oh, the big Great outdoor American, show. Yeah, yeah, the Great American yeah, Outdoor Show. The, yeah, it's the farm show center. Yeah, that was he. He can usually handle it. He he actually called me in the middle of the day. He's like, I had to sit down and I just I just had to take a minute. He goes, I can't, I don't think I can see it all in one day. And I said, Dad, it's, how many buildings have you been to? He goes, I've been to four. And I go, Dad, there's nine buildings. You ain't getting to them all today. I peruse their uh, their list of of booths. And got overwhelmed just looking at the listings. <laughs> like, yeah. holy crap. I drove by it last year during it. Like, I went by the farm show complex because it was right when Carl was shipping out. And they and Haley did his going away party down there. Mm. I was coming back through, and I'm like, what is with all this stupid traffic? And the more I got into, like, the, the group of traffic, the more I realized everything around me was badged with, like, uh, whitetail properties and whitetails unlimited and stuff like that. I'm like, how close are we to the farm show complex? I'm like, oh, it's right, right up here. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> outdoor shows going on right now, isn't it? Steph looked down her phone. She's like, hey, this one. I'm like, yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm like, too bad we got to get home and pick up the kids because if we didn't, I'd be stopping right now. Right. I, I know it's planning out a year in advance. I would really like I, to go next year. Yeah. Yeah, I would like I would like to go to that and I'd like to go to an over, another older tongue tied here. I would like to go to another Overland Expo 
whether it's the East again yeah. or or like go to the one in Colorado. I don't know. I definitely want to go to one again. Where where I don't know, but if if any of you guys are even remotely interested, let me know because we can plan as a group. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to do as as like a group. Yeah, do it as a big trip of a you know. Maybe maybe not so much really the overlanding part as much as convoying down the road together to go to overland and then I think that oh dude it's such it's such a cool time down there man even like Steph and I just going ourselves it was just us and Hunter our our younger of our two dogs and we had a blast we met a bunch of people like both in the campsite and like going to the classes and stuff and and just running into people and it's a small world man it's just like running into cool people and having a good time it was really it was really quite a good time i'd definitely go again yes hopefully hopefully i come home with a trailer this time (laughs) that'd be pretty nice they had one for sale near me woody and i i actually did somewhat seriously look at it and did just dude those guys at core rv almost had me yeah if i had a little bit if if we hadn't had to pay for Steph's RAV4. Like, if I didn't need that down payment money in my account, yeah. I would have I spent that money on that on one of those trailers. It was... Yeah, we're, we're going to sell our big boat. We're going to sell our big pleasure craft boat, and uh, I keep getting wild hairs between whether or not I'm buying a, a, a decent decent camper or am I buying a side-by-side or am I going to use some of that money to build a really crazy duck boat and they keep juggling these all up and uh Callie's Callie's probably going to get mad if I if I don't set some of it aside but there's a there's a real chance that I'm going to end up thank thank god I found this camper right now while I don't have any stupid money to waste on stupid stuff because otherwise there's a good chance I'd have come home with a little your willpower would have would have uh, evaporated. Oh man, my impulse control when it comes to ooh shiny stuff, when it's outdoor stuff and and even remotely recreational equipment. We know the only person I know worse is TJ. Yeah, TJ's the only man I know worse when it comes to vehicles and toys. <laughs> how many, how many motorcycles is he on now, including boxes of parts that he started with? I I so he's either this is either number four or number five since. November. Didn't he this start with started, it in Hawaii, right? Or was it when he got home? No, 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 no. This, this this isn't even his street bikes. This is dirt bikes. So he convinced a kid online to 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 sell him a box of parts for a reassembly for a 250 two-stroke dirt bike. He then traded the box of parts partially reassembled to another guy for a working bike, traded that working bike for a bigger working four-stroke bike, then traded that for a racing 250, then traded that on my birthday for another racing 250 that was newer. That was four-stroke, In the mix... Yeah. And in the mix, he bought a truck from you, Eli... Mm-hmm. Had it for the same length of time in November, yeah. and then he he literally turned that around and sold that truck, got another truck, did some stuff on that truck, and 
boy, now he is just... Cal Callie has said, thank God that Cindy's a saint, or else uh, if I pulled that stuff, I'd be on the side of the road. Right. She wouldn't let me I don't, go home. I don't think Steph would care if it was like, like say my boat. Like if I if I just start flipping that boat and I didn't I didn't put extra money into it like what he's doing with the dirt bikes, she wouldn't care. Yeah. But yeah, what he's doing is like wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like if I just started if I just started I flipping trucks, she'd probably be irritated. Yeah, I I couldn't believe how much he's 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 got a knack for doing it when he's when he's finding these these neat deals it's all my cousins are that way man my the colby cousins like chase and travis they got yeah. horseshoes up their ass for deals man yeah. they luck into the best the, deals i don't know where that i think yeah, how to the, just the, spend their lives on facebook marketplace that's how i i mean to be fair that's how i found that blind man as i i've if you troll, if you troll the internet long enough on all the different sale forums, eventually you find some really nice diamonds in the rough. That is true. It's just, it's just, you got to seed through a lot of scams and a lot of stuff before that happens. But when it does, cloud cloud nine hits real quick too. When you're saving a lot of money buying something you already wanted because some dude's just like, don't need it, don't want it, yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, I got to run. Any other fun trips? You got to run? Yeah. All right. We'll yeah, wrap it up. Probably but, rolling up against. Yeah. Uh... yeah. The only other thing I had was uh, at some point this summer, I have to take the girls on a beach trip because mom went to Ocean City last year and brought home seashells and showed Harper pictures of the horses, like the wild horses. So I absolutely have to get down there at some point this year because I promised. <laughs> that I would uh, it's not, that she could go see the beach got live and it. go go look for seashells and see the wild horses. Yeah, so what you've really done is you've told her she wants to see a live action spirit. Good luck. Yeah. Well, I told her she's got to, <laughs> like, I'm trying to get her to eat her dinner and stuff at times. I'm like, you got to grow up big and strong so you can ride horses and stuff when you're older. And she's like, I'll grow up big and strong and ride the horses. So she finishes dinner. And then she goes, "Okay, I'm bigger and stronger now. Can I ride? Can I go ride horses?" <laughs> no, it's not how. You gotta build it up for a couple of years. <laughs> She's like, "When you're older, like I'm older now, I'm older now than I was a second ago." Oh, you, right? You poor like, sap! You're gonna raise horse girls. I don't want to, but that's I, too late. I have a sneaking, I have a sneaking suspicion that my wife is gonna uh, foil me. Enjoy on that. that. Yeah, she's gonna yeah. enjoy that because she was pretty much a horse girl <laughs> by extension. She she took some lessons. She wasn't really really a horse girl. I mean, she always loved horses, and now once she married me, she had the property to house a horse, so she got one. And the rest is history, I guess, and 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 history in the making with probably fucking horse people in my house. Oh well. I'll live. Oh well, got to have a hobby somewhere, right? Yeah. But Adam had to hop off. Uh, just you and me. We can close it out. Um, for everybody that tuned in and, and listened this far in, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. Um, you can support the channel by liking and subscribing, and 
you know, life is better when you do more shit outside, so get out there. Get out there and enjoy it. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoy our content, please like and subscribe. You can also keep up to date by following us on our social media at Fraternal Outdoors on all platforms. And we love to see what you're doing in the outdoors as well, so please use the hashtag Fraternal Outdoors on your content so we can follow along. All the best in your outdoor pursuits, and catch you next time.